0: Ready, set, review, episode 17, take one. Anthony?
1: Um, um, uh, go? (laughs) Wait, 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 what, what, what am I supposed to say?
0: And welcome back to Ready, Set, Review, everybody. See, so I went on record, I gave Anthony a shot, I even gave him the intro, one, two, three, go, and he still couldn't get the
1: intro down. Uh, One day, one day I'm going to be able to get it, one day. (laughs) We tried, Uh, I
0: tried very hard.
1: No, welcome to Ready, Set, Review, your premiere podcast for movies, music, comics, and culture. Uh, I'm Anthony. And I'm Matt. And today we are recording from a shared universe podcast studio. Uh, and here in the studio, we have Monster Bunny, our intern today. <laughs> I love how she has a nickname. Hi. <laughs> uh, way to go! Good, good, uh, good addition there. All right, anyway, <laughs> so no, seriously, happy to have uh, Monster Buddy as a part of the podcast and, and getting a chance to actually have some things up on the big board, so that when we go off on tangents, we can actually keep ourselves in line a little bit. And, and we make need sure, this every day. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I wish we could have it for every single podcast that we do. We always need an intern. So, actually, get your applications in. We are going to take applications oh for my interns. God. <laughs> yes. (laughs) Yes Uh, For the future I'm so down (laughs) Um, No, we've got a good show for you today There's um, some really cool things that we're going to be talking about And uh, some... um uh, some evolution that we think is happening inside the, the the movie business right now, which we are excited about. So, uh, you know, let's kind of jump right into it. The the first thing that we wanted to talk about today um, is, of course, keeping it on target with our podcast, <laughs> uh, not only movies and comics, but comic book movies. So, we wanted to talk about uh, the rumors surrounding Joker and Harley Quinn. Well, yeah. So, some of these things are still rumors, I think. <clears throat>
0: Excuse me. <laughs> Some of them are facts. That's how I feel about the Joker movie. Um, your premiere podcast yeah. for movies, music, comics, and culture. So <laughs> so the, so for a while now there's been rumors swirling around about what was gonna happen, what was the fate of Suicide Squad right, Two? Right. Um, because it, it Suicide Squad One was awful, did not really do well at the box office. No. Justice League bombing didn't really right. help things, and this sort of reimagining of the universe, and then James Gunn getting fired, and then hired to do Suicide Squad 2, but it wasn't confirmed. So what's all happening? Meanwhile, you've got the Birds of Prey movie that they were talking about, a right. Joker and Harley Quinn movie, right. plus a different Joker origin movie with Joaquin Phoenix. It was all just a river of shit, yeah, and, and now we're starting to get some real information about what's actually and happening. Nobody
1: really knew what was going on. You know, We've we've uh, talked about how there's going to be a kind of a soft reboot that's going to be happening inside the DC Universe. Oh, it's happening. It's, it's 100% happening. I mean, we can see it right in front of our eyes. And one of the things that I think is going to be really cool is I, I hope that they're getting away from sort of the big two. I hope they're getting away from Batman and Superman. You know, they, 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 there's been rumors that there's talk of a of a cameo appearance of Superman yeah. in the Shazam movie. But I really think that from now on, they're going to get away from uh, those two characters. They and need really, to. You've had enough of them. Oh, 100%. And and you need to get, you need to get, uh, you, you need to, have the palate cleanser, right? And bringing in Shazam, Shazam is like a more interesting Superman. He's yeah. In, like, you can just bring him into the Justice League, and who cares? You don't need Superman, just bring in Shazam. Exactly. You know? And so to keep with this sort of reboot,
0: the official news came out the other day that we are absolutely thrilled about. The yeah. Joker and Harley Quinn movie that was gonna feature Jared Leto and uh, Margot Robbie yeah. uh, has been permanently shelled. Oh, and yeah. we could not be more excited about this because that was a yeah. movie nobody was asking for. Nobody fucking wanted it. It was just the typical uh, uh, DC, WB way of just throw a Joker, Batman, Harley Quinn character at it and hope that it sticks. And hopefully they're finally learning their lessons because that movie would have
1: sucked Right. And so what they should have done was instead of doing a Suicide Squad movie right? They should have done just the Joker, Harley Quinn movie right from the get-go. Yeah, exactly. Like, those were the best scenes in all of Suicide Squad, right? And, and with, especially the scenes with Batman in them, yeah. you know, they were, you really got a chance to, you know, kind of see the characters and see them in a different light. And Margot Robbie did a, such a great job as Harley Quinn. And I'm really excited to see her in the new Birds of Prey movie, but like they should have just gone with that, right? Instead yeah. of trying to ham fist this Suicide Squad movie now, What I am excited for is James Gunn. James Gunn being at the helm of the new Suicide Squad movie, and they're talking about how now uh, Margot Robbie is going to be in that movie as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, It actually, and that was another rumor that that came out last week too. So it was originally, they were originally saying that she was not going to be in suicide, Suicide Squad 2 because she was doing Birds of Prey, and we were all like, Okay, like, that's fine. You don't need to have her in Suicide Squad. There's hundreds of other characters they could put in her spot. And then James Gunn came out and was like, nope, definitely going to be in the movie. So, you know, I'm honestly not sure how I feel about that because it seems like they're building a new thing with Birds of Prey, which, let's be clear, I'm a little worried about that movie too. But they're also, I I can't just, I can't help but shake this feeling that they're just keeping... Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad 2 because they knew she was the best part of the first movie and they're worried about the second one tanking even though I
1: have complete faith in James Gunn to make this movie good. You know, but it's, I mean, when you have a great actress like Margot Robbie and she's really honed into a part, right? Like, you really need to build off of it, right? Very much the way that Marvel did off of uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. being Tony Stark. Yeah. Right? Where they, they they put him in. He was in the extra scene in Incredible Hulk, right? And then all of a sudden, really, it was... It was Tony Stark, that kind of was the glue that brought the entire Marvel Universe together, which is why Robert Downey Jr. has been in so many movies as Tony Stark. And I totally agree with you. I think
0: that's the way they're they're moving. I think that's their strategy here. But at the same time... Do you really want Harley Quinn to be the glue <laughs> of the DC
1: universe? Well, I, you that's know, some real crazy glue, man. That's some crazy glue. Brutus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. I, you know, I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that if you can latch on, and I mean, like, literally before the movie came out, Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn was like the most bought uh, Halloween costume. Oh yeah, for, for like two years. Yeah. For women, right, and that and that was the the before it even came come out, right? exactly. And so, like, I I think that it's it's a character that a lot of people can. Uh, identify with, which is like weird. Wait, let's talk about which that is because weird, no, because right? when that's, that's whole... like a true story though, like dude. people identify with the Harley Quinn character, <sighs> and people talk about like the Harley Quinn. Oh, I want to have a romance like Harley Quinn and Joker. No, come right? on. <laughs> and oh God! It's like so terrible, so bad. Like, it's like Th- what? That's like saying I want to have a romance like Chris Brown, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, just want that Chris Brown romance in my life, dude. I rem- I was dying. The,
0: the The best internet content for like six months was all of the people. Sh- Shitting all over the people that were like, I want to love like Joker and Harley Quinn's and all these like people that you know normal people, and then like psychologists too were like, um, y- you don't. This is an abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't it's want like, a romance. Um, no, like this. you
1: really don't want this romance. You really and that, don't. And is at it all. <laughs> is it just
0: is it is it like irony that that whole thing happened at the cusp of like the instagram thought culture that we're in right now like they all want the romance like harley Quinn they're all posting men are trash and it's and like let's,
1: and let's let's be clear we uh, we fully support the instagram thought movement you know well not financially i will not give them money let's well, be clear come on about you got to get your fit tee come on you got to oh, get your God. fashion nova outfits <laughs> no um yeah i think it's so i think it's i think it's going to be cool i think that Uh, with the Joker and Harley Quinn, I think there's enough substance there, right? Where you can do little cameos, right? Where you can have a cameo with Batman, which I think think that if they release a Joker-Harley Quinn movie or, you know, obviously they're going to release the Birds of Prey movie, you have the new actor who's going to be Batman and have him do cameos in those movies before the big Batman movie comes out because it's not coming out until 2021. And it's a way to build momentum into that Batman movie.
0: It, oh, I don't disagree with you, but I feel like I'm going to get really angry if I see Batman in fucking Suicide Squad two and Birds of Prey. Like we were right. just saying, enough yeah. fucking Batman for yeah. one minute. You'll
1: have you'll have just one, enough. You'll have one actor, right, who's like not even in a Batman movie, and he'll be in more Batman movies than Michael <laughs> Keaton. You know, right, like. Yeah, you know it's um, what are you gonna do right it's just hey let's just throw all our big name characters into uh, all the movies that we can Uh. well now there's
0: like the John Krasinski rumors are floating around with him as Batman which again that just makes the, the people that are starting these rumors make no fucking sense because if there's one thing we factually know about this movie because it came from the director himself, yeah. they want to cast a younger Batman. John Krasinski is almost 40. Like, that's not the definition of younger. It's not old, but it's not younger. He's almost the same age as Ben Affleck. Like, that's yeah. not who, it's not going to be John Krasinski. Like, yeah, he,
1: no, it's, it's come not. Come on. No, it's not. No, I I, I think they're going to go with a, a good named actor, uh, somebody younger. I wouldn't be surprised and I, I don't know if we brought this up in the last episode when we were talking about uh, possible characters to be Batman, But something that you and I have talked about, Matt, is uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, right? And like Jake Gyllenhaal is a little bit older, right? Yeah. But I think that he could do the job really well, where he could play equally a good Bruce Wayne and a good Batman as well. And I think that you know he could play a little bit younger than Ben Affleck. Again, he may still be too old. Yeah. But then again, it's like you can't get a big name actor. There just really are no like younger big-name actors right now, like nobody in their 20s or anything like that.
0: Yeah, there really isn't, and I, th- I think that Jake Gyllenhaal can play just about any part you throw his way. He's an extremely versatile actor, but, you know, we talked a lot about the casting rumors a couple weeks ago. I really
1: think they're going to just shoot for the moon and cast a nobody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they've come out and they've said that they want a main actor, they want a big-name actor to be Batman, but... Um, again, I think they're going to change their minds Oh, I think they're going to change their minds You want to know why? Because they're going to do Batman Beyond It's going to happen Shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> It's happening God fucking damn it <laughs> So incorrect. When about this. Batman Beyond, when it is announced that it is a Batman Beyond movie, I am going to dance a jig on this show, and I am going to tell you how right I was. God. <laughs> dancing in my glory of a billion dollar idea. You're welcome, WB. You're welcome.
0: All right, let's make let's make a bet. If it is <laughs> oh, long term bets, here we go. If okay. it is Batman
1: Beyond, here we go. What do I have to give you? Okay, so if it is Batman Beyond, I want you. To have to wear a sign outside of the Jay and Silent Bob secret stash, saying that (laughs) I'm a fanboy and I know nothing about movies. (laughs) You have to. We're gonna make you a cardboard sign saying that you are a (laughs) fanboy. That's great.
0: We gotta we gotta clear that one with Zapsick, but I like that idea. Uh, Um. If I win, let me phrase that. When I win, cuz this movie will not be Batman fucking beyond. Uh I'm Telling you, man. I want I want a video like you made when you were Jobber of the Week in the <laughs> Fantasy Football League up on YouTube. I want a video, the contents of which I will determine at a later date, but I want another video praising my genius from you <laughs> on YouTube for the world
1: to see. Yeah, for you guys, for the true viewers out there, uh, we are in a fantasy football league, and this year, as punishment for me losing one of the, uh, the, the games that I lost, I had to write essentially a promo video <laughs> uh, uh, just complimenting... And- and uh, putting over one of the other uh, uh, guys in the league, talking about how great he was, how smart all of his trades are. So essentially, that's exactly what Matt wants me to do—just talk about. I mean, Matt tries to, uh, you know, validate himself as much as he can on this show. Damn right. So now it'll be somebody else trying to validate him. And to be fair, I won't make you wear the dildo hat. Like oh you, no, dildo hat? Huh. You okay, will be wearing something else. I don't. I don't know what.
0: Like, like if I could find like a, if I, if I could get like one of those um like the you know like the the face mask like the like the nixon mask you know like that like like a ben affleck mask A oh, ben like, affleck uh, mask yes. oh man wow that would be great no wait even better you'd have to you have to do the whole thing like the whole video as christian bale from, from the, the dark knight trilogy
1: <laughs> And the real deep growly voice like i've lost this bet <laughs> do i have to wear a batman mask Yes. Yeah. Of course. Okay. <laughs> yes. Obviously. <laughs> so you heard it here first. When Anthony yeah. loses this bet, I am getting a video. So long, long term, my glory. Long-term bet, true reviewers. <laughs> we're. we're, we're, uh, we're <laughs>
0: oh man. We'll see.
1: We'll see. Oh man, I can't wait to win this bet.
0: So what's next on the list here? Captain Marvel is coming out uh, next in two weeks. In two weeks, March eighth or March seventh, whatever it is.
1: Yep. Um, Which is exciting, right? Yeah, we are super hyped. We're we're really in that countdown now to April, right? With with so many things coming out in April. Um, you know, I mean, we, we've talked about this before, but I mean, you've got Game of Thrones, you've got WrestleMania, you've got Shazam, you've got um, uh, Avengers Endgame, you've also got Pet Cemetery, um, and a number of other movies that are all coming out in April. And it's just going to be really that, like, yeah. home run of a month. You know, uh, Baseball starts again, which. Any of you baseball fans? Let's go Yanks! Um, but uh, yeah, no, we've we've got a, a lot of things that are happening in April, and it feels like we're we're just we're beginning that countdown. Like the road to Endgame is here, right? Yeah, it really is. And uh, and the rumors now are that the
0: uh, post credit scene in Captain Marvel is a direct setup to uh, to Avengers Endgame, which I mean, we all could have really expected that coming. Um, just like yeah. how the post credit scene, you know, yeah. in, in, uh, in Infinity War was a direct setup to to, to Captain Marvel appearing in, nice, <laughs> appearing in Endgame. So, so we're really excited about that. But, um, you know, the last week or so has been an interesting time for this movie because we have, um, I don't know, Russian trolls, fanboys, j- general yeah, I mean- douchebaggery going on. And they are <sighs> review-bombing.
1: Captain Marvel. And nobody has seen the movie yet yeah. except for cri- some critics. Some critics. And all the critics are coming out and saying that it's amazing. Yeah. That it's it's an incredibly fun movie that um the special effects are great, that it's a completely different movie than we've ever seen before. Yeah. We're getting a character that's way higher on the power scale right. than previously done. I mean, even you've had Thor, right? But even Thor has been, you know, kind of like you haven't seen really like the, the total power of Thor really until exactly. uh, the end of Infinity War when he came down with Stormbreaker, right? And, and you haven't really seen his full power until then. And this is, you know, uh, you know, we're we're just
0: gonna skirt the political topic here for a moment because the reason why all of these dickheads are bombing this movie uh, on Rotten Tomatoes and trying to lower the score are based solely on. Uh, Brie Larson, who plays Captain Marvel, her political views, her outspoken views, and, like, you know, whether you agree or disagree with those views or not, we're not going to get into them here, that has absolutely zero bearing on what this movie will be. It's, like, the exact same thing that happened with The Last Jedi when that came out. Remember that all nonsense? And that was actually proven, I think, a lot of to be Russian trolls to, like, you know, sow dissent or whatever, but, like... What is the fucking point? Like, yeah. what is the point of this?
1: Yeah. I, I you know, I, I think that especially with, um, you know, the, just, the movement that's going on right now, we're in that slippery slope, right? Where all of a sudden, a lot of people's personal lives and the way that they were uh, on set and directing movies and everything like that, you know, the hashtag Me Too movement. Now, a lot of that, you know, is incredibly important, right? And that you really want to get away from sort of that attitude that a lot of, directors, producers, and, and things we're having and, and you know, that kind of element around the movie, but but it, it it becomes a slippery slope, right? Where now, just because somebody has a different political view than you do, yeah. now you're going to have all of these trolls that come out and try and discredit your movie and the work just because they don't agree with your political view, and that I just, I can't get behind.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know? it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, it's, you know, it, it's, it's one thing if you're a legitimately... Bad person doing bad things, you know, like a like a Harvey Weinstein, for example. Like that guy is Weinstein. Weinstein, whatever. <laughs> like, like it's it's been more or less proven that that guy is like a legitimate sexual predator. And
1: man, you could have told me that ten years ago, and I would have been like, you're absolutely right. Oh, that yeah, guy, 100%. that guy just like hearing rumors around the sets and just yeah. how much of a giant d bag that guy yeah. was. Like, but you then know. you've got
0: like, but then you've got guys like Morgan Freeman, for example, who was accused of, of yeah. making a. Few- you know sexually inappropriate comments to younger women on set so a he's just a dirty old man okay and b he there was no nothing was ever taken to court nothing was ever proven there was no legitimate accusations or founded accusations about that so and then there were these people that were boycotting all morgan freeman movies like i'm not gonna stop watching the movie seven just because he you know made a pass at a young intern on a movie set yeah like that doesn't discredit him as a person or the art that he creates right you know like and, and again, this is just, Captain and Brie Larson hasn't even done anything. She's no. just speaking her mind about things, yeah. and people are just losing their shit over it for no yeah, reason. And this it's... is why we hate fanboys.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing, right? And you know, there there is a line to be drawn, right? Because somebody like Kevin Spacey, right, who did some you know really really terrible things, yeah. and you, you know, uh, but again, like. I was such a big Kevin Spacey fan. Like, I love all of the movies that he's done, right? Like, like, him in K-Pax was amazing, right? Him in... um... Seven in uh, seven was amazing, right? Yeah. Like, he's he's really even a, a American movie, Beauty, American like... Beauty was fantastic. Swimming, swimming with the sharks, one of my favorite kind of sales movies that's out there, you know. And it, it, he just did, he was like a great actor and he's been in so many good things. And like, to have it be discredited, House of Cards as well, like yeah, to have so him good. like killed off because of like this whole thing, right? Like, and it just it kind of ruins the art because of the person. Now, at the same time, there is. Water behind that, right? Like you, yeah. you there is some you know, he, he you know, did some really pretty fucked up shit yeah no totally (laughs) and I think it's one thing thing uh, for
0: like the movie studios and the directors and the actors that work in Hollywood to come out and say we are not going to work with him anymore I think that's totally fair because these are people that actually have to work with him for people like you and me that are just fans of his work I think it's you know do what you want to do but I think it's ridiculous to say I'm never going to watch another Kevin Spacey movie again even things he put out 20 years ago that I love like the usual suspects to say that I'm never going to watch those movies again and call them bad movies. Now because he's done these things, I think that's a
1: little silly. Yeah, I, you think, know? Like it's, it's I think it's a little silly. I think it's a little. I don't right need. To, I don't need to work it. with them. No. Uh, you know,
0: it's, you know, it's whatever. It's fine. Yeah.
1: Do what you want. <laughs> yeah. And you don't need to work with them, right? Exactly. That, that's the thing, you know. And it's and it's a shame too because it's it's literally ripping a you know a talent away. But should it be ripped away? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's
0: yeah. I mean, I think for for a guy like Kevin Spacey, I think it's fair for people in the industry to be like, he doesn't deserve to work in the industry, at least for an extended period of time. I think that's fair for a guy like, you know, Jeremy Piven, for example. He was another one that had a couple of unfounded accusations come out against him and people have been boycotting him. That's just a little unfair to me. Yeah. You know, he he was never it was never sexual assault. There's some offhanded comments. You know, it's yeah. like it, it's a, it's, a, it's a slippery slope. Like you You said. know, and you know what's it's a gray really area.
1: you know what's what's frustrating too is that I, I feel like it's a little bit of um, uh, it's it's a little bit one sided, right? That's you know how many how many times have you heard? you know, people talking about Chris Hemsworth and how hot he is and how, you know, muscular he is or, or Michael B. Jordan, right? And girls swooning and making all of these comments about I, Michael B. Jordan and how, oh my God, he's so hot and making all of these inappropriate comments, right? You know, you don't really hear actors coming out, I guess because like maybe it's not deemed as big of a thing when it happens to like a male actor as it does a female actor. Like, I don't know. It was right? a to- It's a know.
0: total double standard. I yeah. actually just read an article on... I want to I want to say buzzfeed I don't know some garbage clickbait article about how the girl scouts have put a shirtless jason momoa on Great their example. on their Great boxes example. of cookies and mm-hmm. sales have gone through S- the roof skyrocket if we absolutely like, skyrocket let's just again like it, it's so hard for for a a straight two straight white males to sit here and say this and and not feel like a hypocrite. But if the situation was reversed and let's just say the Boy Scouts sold cookies like the Girl Scouts did. Or popcorn. Or popcorn, whatever. And the Boy Scouts threw a scantily clad picture of... I don't know, Scarlett Johansson, Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. on their cookies, Name, and sales yeah. went through the roof, people
1: would fucking shit. They would, they would, they would lose their minds. It would never be allowed. Mind. They would lose their minds. Yeah. They would lose their minds. Hashtag me too, all over the yeah. place. But the fact of the matter is, is that this happened with the Girl Scouts, and it wasn't really... And nobody I, cares. I, and everybody just laughs at it. Oh, yeah. ha, 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 Oh, ha, ha, ha Jason Momoa. he's so oh, yeah. sexy. Oh, oh, he's
0: so hot. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is. I gotta, you gotta be fair. Give credit where credit is due. Yeah, you guy. know, come on. <laughs> D-
1: daps where dabs are due. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I take a yeah. shot in the face from Jason I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, that's a little bit too much information. <laughs> <laughs> too far? Too much?
0: Put the bullet away. Put the, bu- put, the- put the bourbon away. <laughs>
1: Uh, that's what happens when you have an early podcast. You start drinking. Uh, exactly, <laughs> You're drinking too early in the morning, man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but so yeah. So the point of all this is review bombing, which is happening to Captain Marvel, yeah. is not cool. It happened to the Last Jedi. It happened to Black Panther, yeah. and it's all like politically motivated or fanboy motivated. This is why we don't like fanboys. Yeah, like go fuck yourselves. Yeah, and and you know if you don't want to go see the movie. Don't go fucking see the movie. It's still going to make $700
1: million anyway, whether you review Bomb It or not. So, nice job. You know, and I think that the the reverse happened, instead of the fanboys doing it, I think that the reverse happened where the critics were doing it with Alita, right? Oh, yeah. With Alita, it was all of the critics were coming out and saying all of this just garbage and just trying to nitpick all of these little things to try and discredit Alita because it is literally, in my opinion, the best uh, anime manga that's been put to live action yep. and and put to screen that's ever been done, right? And I mean, right now in the box office, right? Just this week, um, uh, Alita has made you know almost forty million dollars in the box office, and um, and you know, I mean, that's you know, or no, I guess that's from the 50s. I think it's from the last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, from the last, last week? week. Okay, well, the, so the, yeah. so the total gross is around fifty million, ooh, which is actually they're gonna good. lose some money on <laughs> that one. Still losing some money, but again, that's the problem, right? Yeah, because I think that a lot of the critics came out and started discrediting it. You know, I even read this. I read this um, uh, review from I think it was the the New York Post, and they were talking about uh, the the article was entitled "Do Androids Dream?" of uh, bigger breasts, right? Because <laughs> when she gets her second bodysuit, when she gets her second, au- like, like um, cyborg body, right, it's more, a more adult body than the previous body, right? And so it's got bigger boobs, and they make kind of a joke about it in the movie, right? Because it's supposed to be... Tailored to her image of herself, right? right? It's supposed to like react to the way that she sees herself as a person. Got it. Right. And so it's like, oh, why would she even want to have bigger breasts? Why she's in. But like the whole point of the. The movie is that, like, it's, yeah, she's an android, but she's got a human brain, right. right? And and that she does have these feelings and these emotions, and she does have that personality, right? So it's, she's not just an android. She doesn't just, she's not like a Terminator. She's not just a robot. Yeah. Right. She has a personality. She has emotions. So yeah, right. Like you shouldn't shame a character for like the way that they're portraying her and for the way that she wants her body to be viewed, right? That's in her opinion, that's like what she wants to do. Right. And there are people who are coming out and trying to say that, like, and shame this movie for putting her in that light. And I you know. I think it's just nitpicking. Yeah, it totally you know?
0: is. And this is why we always say, um, don't ever listen to critics because they all are Idiots, and they and they they mostly focus on the wrong parts of the movie that you should focus on, especially when you're trying to go enjoy a movie that's based on a comic book or an anime or things like that. And they all they all have their own
1: agendas that they're trying to get into. Exactly. Yeah. So So, so, yeah, make your make your own opinions. You know, watch the trailer if you want to go see a movie. Go and see the movie. Right. I'm seeing it tonight. What you're going to see, Alita tonight? Yep. Can't wait. Yeah, you're gonna like it. Very excited. I'm excited to hear what you think about it because. I I enjoyed it. And uh, Monster Bunny, you thought it was pretty good too, right?
0: It was. A little clumsy in places, but. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't overall. the greatest Enjoyable. movie of all time, but I mean, it was good, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't think friend of the show, Monster Bunny, likes to talk. <laughs> it's okay. This is great. <laughs> um, Keep asking her questions. <laughs> we'll we'll
1: uh, we'll get you to chime in here a little bit. I'm sure. <laughs> so moving on from here, um, you know, getting a chance to talk about you know, kind of editing and, and ways that uh, you know the kind of political spectrum or, or ideas will affect movies. Um, there was a post that has come out uh, from uh, Sylvester Stallone talking about uh, Creed 2. And in Creed 2, there was supposed to be a fight scene between Ivan Drago and Rocky Balboa, right? Now, it was cut from the movie, and it seems to be something that both Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren really wanted in the movie. It was a, a scene that they wanted to be able to have, um, and they wanted to be able to... Um, included because it gives you know kind of completion to their story. Well, let's and- also talk about let's let's quickly talk
0: about why the scene was even filmed because I think that it 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 really, could have been an, a truly powerful scene. So it happened. The, the scene was originally supposed to be, it wasn't a prolonged fight. Um, yeah, and
1: careful for spoiler alerts, so spoiler well, alerts. Well, if you haven't yeah,
0: seen yeah. the movie yet, okay, people that listen to this show know that we spoil everything. <laughs> so if you don't want to listen to spoilers, go listen to another fucking podcast. <laughs> um, so so in the scene in Creed 2, after the first uh, fight between uh, Adonis and, uh, I'm forgetting Ivan Drago's son's name. The, uh, the big Victor. Victor, 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 yeah. Victor Drago. So when, when Adonis gets his ass handed to him, yeah. and he's in the hunt, hospital. Yeah, typical Rocky style. Exactly, like, right? So good. Exactly. So the scene was supposed to be where uh, Rocky and Adonis are in the hospital. Adonis is recovering. Ivan Drago and his son more or less come to the hospital to, like, gloat more right. or less. And of right. course it pisses Rocky off and they get into like a little tussle in the lobby of the, um, of the hotel. Right. And before hotel that hospital, well,
1: yeah, but before that it's, it's Adonis Creed, you know, he's gotten beat up and he's really upset at Rocky. Right. And so he kicks Rocky out of the room. He doesn't right. want him there. So Rocky being, you know, kind of rejected and distraught now comes downstairs and he sees both Victor Drago and Ivan Drago there. Right. And they have this, this, fight scene, this, you know, altercation that both Ivan Drago and Rocky get into, I think it would have been a great throwback to the, the to yeah. Rocky IV. I think it would have been really, really like a, a powerful scene kind of completing their story. Um, and I think it's just such a you know the, the
0: the post that Sylvester Stallone made was it was only like a 50 second post and the whole fight scene yeah. would have lasted probably about 30 seconds because other people yeah. break them up yeah
1: literally in like a couple punches and but that's it, it
0: it has such an emotional impact like you were saying because it's these two guys who you can imagine haven't seen each other since they fought at the end of Rocky 4 mm-hmm. it's been 35 40 years 30 years later or whatever and then they meet up in this situation where their proteges, so to speak, have just gone at it. Like it's a really emotionally powerful scene, and I'm honestly really surprised they cut it out.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm actually very surprised. I think that the reason that they cut it out is because they really wanted to focus the movie around, um, I, I've or Victor Drago yeah. and um, and Adonis Creed, and really more more to the point, focus it all around Michael B. Jordan. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's just fantastic and he's amazing in the movie. Like he 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 gained a tremendous amount of muscle, like for the movie. He like which is like a ridiculous thing to say, like that he got bigger. <laughs> yeah, bigger for, bigger. That, for <laughs> that movie. Like that dude had muscles on top of muscles for that movie. Yeah. And, like he just really, really dedicated himself and, and it shows. And the movie was great. It's such a great, feel-good movie to to go and see. Um and I mean, do you really want to see two old guys fighting each other? I mean, I kind of do. Yeah, I kind I of do. do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially those two old guys. Yeah, yeah. they could still point kick of my ass. That's why. Oh yeah. That's the whole point of the expendables. That's yeah. why the Expendables was so good. Yeah, and Expendables
0: was amazing. Yeah, all three of them were. Yeah. Jingle, a lang But, you know, it's it's another interesting thing because we've talked a little bit about this before is that, you know, sometimes you see movies that that they come out after they've been in theaters and they come out with the director's cut, blah, blah, blah. And more often than not, the director's cut is the exact same movie with like one minute of additional footage that contributes nothing to the movie. But every once in a while you get movies that cut out Things that legitimately make the movie better.
1: Pivotal scenes. And
0: you know what? I can't, the best example I could think of, have you ever seen the director's cut of the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck? No. Oh dude. dude. No. Okay. No. So so let me drop some knowledge on you here real okay. quick. So I don't need to tell anybody that the Daredevil movie that came out in two thousand three was, was a steaming pile of horse shit. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Only wor- the only uh-huh. thing worse was probably Electro. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bullseye. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bullseye. <laughs> yeah, <like> the,
0: <laughs> the fact that he had oh my god. And that wait, can we talk about that for a second? Because that was like before <laughs> before comic book movies really embraced what it meant to be a comic book yeah. movie. And yeah. they and they they felt the need to be really deep-seated in this sense of realism, so they thought it wouldn't make sense to give Bullseye a costume, so they instead, like, scratched a Bullseye onto his fucking forehead? Like, like, that's so much more believable? Well, in,
1: in all fairness, he has that in the comic books, too. No, he doesn't. He wears yeah, a costume no, with a bullseye he, on no, it. No, he has the scar of a bullseye. No, he it, doesn't. Yeah, he does. when, when did he get that? Uh, before Dark Avengers, I think, in uh, when he was a part of the Thunderbolts. Oh, and you're right. He did get that. Yeah. In. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So for the last 10 years, yeah. he's had it. Yeah.
0: For the first 20 years of his career. Well, fuck you, okay? Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Actually, actually, uh, yes, she did. She uh, did have a uh, scar in the shape of a bullseye. You're right. Uh, I forgot it was before <laughs> Dark Avengers. In fact, that was actually one of the 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 coolest images yeah. of Bullseye was with his bald head yeah. and the scar in the shape. Of, when he's I wearing the, he the the Hawkeye the outfit. Costume, yeah. yeah, the purple Hawkeye outfit.
0: Anyway, so in this director's cut of Daredevil. Um, he uh, there's a whole the, the legitimate like 35 minutes of additional footage oh. that has this whole subplot um that focuses on, Matt Murdock, not Daredevil, Matt right. Murdock. Matt Murdock. Um, Defending a uh, a guy, a gang member, who's been falsely accused. Right. Um, and the guy, the, for whatever reason, the, that gang member was played by Coolio, who actually did a surprisingly good job. Um, but it's a whole 30 minutes of additional footage that has a beginning, middle, and end of this side story about Matt Murdock defending this person. And they also actually, they also extend, well, let me, let me focus on this first. So the reason why that is good is because one of the things that makes Daredevil great, just in the same way that like the things that make Peter Parker great, uh, Spider-Man, is that... Right. The, his his secret identity life, his life as Matt Murdock, right. is just as important to his superhero persona as the superhero persona is. Right. And one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why that movie was so bad is that there was like zero Matt Murdock time. There was no actual time as Matt Murdock. It was mostly him as Daredevil just as Matt Murdock. Like, yeah. you never really got to see him be a lawyer except for that one scene remember where he like heard the guy lying, you know? Oh, yeah. And it was like such a cheap scene. Yeah. But this whole thing is just Matt Murdock being Matt like actually being a lawyer and it's a right. really dark the director's cut is actually R-rated Um yeah it's okay. a really dark uh, uh, part of the movie and they actually do other things that you get in the director's cut are you get a much longer and really like brutal final fight scene with the kingpin okay because remember how like fluffy that fight yeah, scene was yeah it really
1: was and it had like the, the giant water towers yeah. and he, he broke it which I, I loved uh, Michael Clark Duncan as oh, the yeah. kingpin I thought he did a great job Right. And he had that that body type, right? Where yeah. he was like really muscular but still, you know, kind of heavy set at the same yep. time. Right. That it was perfect for the kingpin. And yeah. I thought I thought he did a
0: great job. So so the Daredevil that director's senior, cut right. is a
1: perfect example of, of
0: cutting things out of a movie to the to the, the the detriment of the movie because yeah. Daredevil was an awful movie but if you watch the director's cut it's actually like all the it problems makes it a from the bit yeah it, it definitely yeah. makes it a much better movie the same with the um, uh, Superman two the Richard yeah. Donner cut
1: yeah with the Richard Donner cut of Superman two was absolutely so much better than yeah. the the cut that they came out with that was in the, the theatrical version with his Superman um, well <laughs> and same thing with Watchmen you know I've talked about that ultimate version that they have that's like three and a half hours long yeah. where they edit in the black freighter into it, right? And they have all these uh, extra scenes and deleted scenes that were in that as well. Yeah, it's a much Um, better version. Yeah, but you're telling me that they paid a big name like Coolio to be in the movie and then they just cut him completely out of the movie. Well, okay,
0: yes and no because how Big of a name was Coolio in two thousand three. Didn't he sort well, of like
1: bigger than he is today. Well, that's also true. Yeah, I guess that's also true. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. He's it, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm telling you, man. Go. I don't I don't I don't know where you can watch it because I haven't watched it in years. I actually, I actually used I'm to sure. have it on D-D- on DVD. Um, but yeah, Google Daredevil Director's Cut two thousand three movie and it's like a legit like thirty minutes of new footage. Interesting. And yeah, and it's another thing I hated about that or that I didn't hate, but I made me so sad was that they um. There was not enough uh, Joe Pantoliano as um, as Ben Yurik. Like he was so yep. good in that yeah, role, he and they was. cut most of them out. You know, yeah. so it's like, so yeah, so so we say all this to say that they're sometimes good to cut things out of movies, sometimes bad. You know, on yeah. the flip side, let's talk about on the flip side real quick. Yeah. Amazing Spider Man Two. Yeah. If they had cut out that was yeah. like a two and a half hour long movie. Yeah. If they had cut out that whole subplot with his father and and all of that stuff yeah. that remember he was doing, like yeah. well. that was like an hour of the movie. It would have been <laughs>
1: such a better movie. If they cut out and the whole thing with the rhino at the end, remember with uh See,
0: I didn't care as much about that as everybody oh, else did. What oh, I
1: hated man.
0: what I hated was the Green Goblin. Because the Green Goblin was just so thrown in there at the last minute. Literally
1: just to kill Gwen Stacy. Just to kill Gwen Stacy, yeah. Yeah.
0: See, I didn't have a problem with the rhino scene at the end because Uh. that was more or less just like a sort of Generic superhero scene the show like Spider Man's back being a hero after he had this great personal tragedy. The scene itself wasn't that good, yeah. but what it represented was cool.
1: The whole movie
0: wasn't that good. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> it really wasn't. But you know, it was. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, man? <laughs> Fucking no. Thing. But
1: I, I think that this is definitely a scene. I'm gonna. I'm interested to see what other um, uh, scenes that they have. You know, for when the DVD comes out, actually, and. Um, Monster Bunny, can you pull up? When is the Creed Two DVD going to be coming out uh, in theater or in, in uh, on DVD? Social media intern, go! Yeah. When is it gonna be? unlock your powers, you have release
0: date for pre order, you says know? You can pre order, Oh, March
1: 5th, release date, March, 5th. oh, next week, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Hey, so hey. yeah, so great. So we'll get a chance to uh to check out the, the DVD and uh nice. see some of these uh, directors' cut. Hopefully, they'll have them on this DVD, which I can't imagine that they wouldn't, yeah, right? You know, um, yeah. so yeah, hopefully, we'll see some of the deleted scenes and it'll be uh, it'll be pretty cool,
0: yeah, absolutely. We're definitely yeah. gonna uh get that when it comes out, hopefully. That there are some cool deleted scenes. Maybe we get the actual full scene of of the the fight in the uh, um, in in the in, the, in the in not a director's cut, but just like some of the bonus features in the DVD. Because I would really right. the, the Instagram post was just obviously a, a rough take of the fight. I would love to see that fight actually happen.
1: Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I would too. So um, yeah, moving on from here. You know, we wanted to talk about some uh, some really cool trailers that were coming out, and not only that, but we want to talk about a a, a Sort of uh, transition that's happening right now in the film industry, right? So not only with um, uh, with theatrical releases, but also with. Uh, things like Netflix and and Amazon and everything like that things that are going direct to streaming and um, and things like that and and it's it seems that there is a new genre that is really picking up a lot of momentum um, and being very successful and it could be the next big genre for movies and both uh, direct to uh, streaming as well as um, theatrical releases yep. and that is the biopic. Uh, right? It's, it's biopic. No, it is not biopic. <laughs> You're so stupid. You're so dumb. For the longest, you are literally the dumbest person. For the <laughs> longest time, I
0: thought I swore it was biopic. Like, <laughs> it just sounds better. Like, doesn't it Does sound it though? Does it, though? It makes you sound smart. It's a biopic.
1: Monster Bunny, weigh in here. What do you think? What sounds better, biopic or biopic?
0: Let's ask the internet.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, this ask, should be good. Uh, ask the internet. How to pronounce... Yeah. Thank you. No, I'm not disputing how it's pronounced. I'm just saying it would sound cooler if it was biopic. Uh, uh, Fuck you. I'm right. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's the new biopic. So we're gonna go with that from now on. So, so the genre of biopic movies. (laughs) I can't even say it without. um, no, but I mean, obviously, with with things like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody that has come out, right, up for Best Picture, yeah, up for Best Picture, right, which everyone was raving about, um, and there seems to be like a string, and there've been a, a few others with, um, uh, um, what's it called, um, Vice, right, yep, Vice, with, that was all about um, uh, the Vice President uh, Dick, Dick, Dick Cheney, Cheney. and uh, <laughs> and the, the whole cabinet that was there. I was getting there. Right. The uh, vice president? Whatever. The Yeah, Dick Cheney being the vice president to George W. Bush and and did really, really well. Yeah, yeah you was know? a great movie. Great movie, right? And there's been this sort of, like, uprise in in these sort of genre of movies. So we've got two that are going to be coming out uh, uh, this year, I believe. Yeah, very soon. Yeah, actually very soon.
0: Yeah, one. so, so one of them is uh, the one that I'm really excited about because yes. this movie has been... Yes. This movie has been uh, circling the production. Whoa, music. Rogwad. <laughs> this movie has been circling production for a number of years. It's actually based on a book um, by all four original members of Motley Crue. So I'm talking yes. about Nikki Sixx, Vince Neil, Tommy Lee, and Mick Mars. So they wrote a book um, a number of years ago called The Dirt. And yes. it's an autobiographical book. And it's one of the best band autobiographies I've ever read because every other music, and I've read a lot, every other, I'll just say this, every other music autobiography I've ever read has always been Written by one guy. So it's always been one member of the band talking about the rest of the members of the band and their story. And then like sometimes you'll have, you know, multiple guys from the same band writing their own books. Yep. This book was written by all four of them mm-hmm. into one book. Right. So it's really unique to see the changing voice. I've read this book like a hundred times. Like it's yep. so good. Um, so a lot to talk about with this trailer because just from the get-go, the trailer looks Amazing. Yep, like sure it looks does. really, really good, um, and it the the it, it covers everything. It looks like it's going from day one all the way up, pretty much through to the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Now the book uh, ends sometime in the like the late nineties, um, so it's before they had their big reunion in two thousand eight. Um, I have not been able to find out how far into the timeline. This movie goes because obviously you know the. I mean, dirt... It's gonna be mostly
1: set in the 80s. Yeah, think, yeah, you know, I think I think it'll rise. pretty much
0: end when the dirt actually ends because yeah. obviously there's a whole other chapter of Motley Crue's story to tell because like you know they got back together in 2008, we're together for another 10 years, right. Put out more music, tour and whatever, right? Um,
1: but Vince Neil takes over
0: exactly. So yeah. I find it. Here's what I'm really curious to see is based on that. So the trailer looks fun, yeah. right? Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun, and it and the interesting thing about Motley Crue is that unlike most bands. All four of these guys have really unique and fucked up stories. Yep. You know, like when you when you look at other bands, like, you know, when you look at uh, like the Rolling Stones, for example, if you were to make a movie about the Rolling Stones, it would mostly be about Mick Jagger and Keith Richards because right. none of the other guys in the band really did anything that like infamous. Nobody really right. gave a shit. Right. Motley Crue, like Vince Neil, more or less killed a guy, the drummer from Hanoi Rocks, <laughs> in a yep. car accident because he was drunk driving. Yep. Uh, Nikki Sixx famously died from an overdose right. uh, and had a second big overdose even right after that. Yep. The song Kickstart My Kickstart Heart. Kickstart My Heart, song. yeah, 100%. Uh, Tommy Lee, I mean... F- Fucking take your yeah, pick. The my, the sex video, yeah, the the spousal abuse charge. That was, like, I mean, that was
1: the first big sex video that right? came out, right? Yeah. the first viral sex video. Yeah, that
0: came and out. and Mick Mars just a a career alcoholic with a degenerative bone disease. Like so, yep. all four of these guys have really you can make a movie out of each one of their stories. Right. So I guess it, it, what I'm what I'm trying to say is as excited as I am about this movie, I'm wondering
1: how they're going to fit it all in and what are they going to focus on? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think that it's just, it's really going to focus on them coming together as a band. Um, I think it's going to focus then on, on, you know, their rise to success throughout the 80s, the craziness of, of, what they did and really living that rock and roll lifestyle, right. That you, you always hear about, you hear about sex, drugs and rock and roll. I don't think that was personified in any better way than with Motley Crue. No, they invented it. I mean, we've seen Motley Crue in concert probably a dozen times. Oh yeah. More than that. And, and each time has been better than the last. They're absolutely an incredible band to go and see. Um, I've had such a good time every single one of the shows that I've been to with them, uh, for them. Right. And, um, and I'm really excited, but this movie looks incredible. It looks like an incredible movie, right? It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's being released to Netflix, although I do think it'll have a little bit of a theatrical release as well. Um, you know, which I think will be really, I think it will be cool. Um, you know, but it's going to be interesting like to see, you know, movie, what they right? do. Like
0: yeah, no, fun. I'm super excited about it. I, I can't like. As a, you know, everybody knows that Kiss is my number one favorite band. Yeah, um, Motley Crue is my number two favorite yeah. band.
1: Motley Crue would be my number one.
0: <sighs> yeah, man, and and it's just like I like, like I said, I, I one thing I really want to see them do with this movie, and I and I think that they are are going to, is focus a lot on the the addiction, on the drug yeah. addiction, because yeah. Mickey Six, you know, famously, I, I would say one of the. How do you, you don't to say famous drug, but his addiction was one of the most infamous in that industry because well, yeah. you know everybody in the '80s and the '70s, especially in the '80s, everybody was doing cocaine. Like that yep. was just the norm. Yep. Some people had their problems, yep. but not a lot of people were doing heroin. Yeah, and most of the ones that were died. Yeah, you know, like I mean, you have you know, Johnny Thunders from yeah. the New York Dolls, famously died of a heroin overdose. Yep, uh, Hillel Slovak, the original guitarist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Died yep. of a heroin overdose. Yep. Nikki Six technically died technically of a died heroin and overdose and was brought back to life, and then went back home and did more heroin. He mm. actually talks about that in his book, The Heroin Diaries. Um, yeah. So, so I'm really interested to see. it. he's like a big a- outspoken advocate for for drug addiction and and like you know preventing it from now. So I'm really curious to see how you know how they cover this in the movie. Um, I think it's going to be a fun movie. I think it's going to be really dark. I think it's
1: going to be very dark. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to have some incredibly dark moments, and I think. It's it's really going to be a tearjerker at moments, too, because you realize, like, no matter if you're dealing with addiction to drugs or anything else that, that people get addicted to. Right. Like, I think that everyone has experienced some semblance of it and can relate in some way. And it's yeah. such a dark thing to have to deal with. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that it's really going to relate.
0: I'm just excited to see The Bastard as Mick Mars.
1: Oh, dude. Uh, getting a chance to see you um, and Rion yep. as, uh, um, as Mick Mars, right? What he, was his
0: name he, in Game of Thrones again? Th-
1: uh, uh, Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey, Yeah, you. Snow yep. or Ramsey Bolton, yep. Yep. Thank uh, you. famously known uh, from Game of Thrones. Um, some of the other guys, you've got machine gun Kelly who's playing Tommy Lee. <laughs> what a great casting. Like right? that's so perfect. <laughs> right. Like, are they going to talk and like, will they have like mock scenes with machine gun Kelly and like a fake Pamela Anderson, like oh, maybe God, like I on the boat so. or something, God, you know, I like just so. fake, uh, you know, fake scenes from the, uh, from the, 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 sex video. Um, Pete Davidson um, is going to be playing um, uh, Tom, uh, I guess it's, it's Zudat. Zudat. Oh, yeah,
0: Tom Zudat. So yeah. the famous uh, famous Geffen Records, A&R, or Electra Records uh, a r guy. Yeah, He's right. the guy that's more or less credited with discovering Motley Crue. Yep. Um, because, you know, back in the day when when this is what record companies did, they would send these a r guys, these scouts, out to the local clubs and the venues, like back when you can actually go to a local club and listen to original music yep. they'd send these guys out and, and like come back report back and be like you know what'd you see Who, who who's a good band who's a, who's a good act and this guy famously discovered Motley Crue and worked with them for a very long time earlier in their career um, and the guy are you, do you have the casting list up yeah, who's yeah. the guy playing Doc McGee
1: So, uh, Doc McGee is David Costably? Um, I don't know who that is. So,
0: Doc McGee was their manager, um, who also famously managed Kiss for a long time. Uh, um, Anyway, Doc McGee is just funny because he's... Oh,
1: he's Gail Bedeker. He's Gail Bedeker in Breaking Bad. Oh,
0: he is.
1: Yeah, that's Gail Bedeker. Yeah, that's who he is. Oh, my God,
0: you're right. Wow, good call. Yeah,
1: so uh, he plays the manager for Motley Crue.
0: Yeah, so wow, Doc McGee, awesome. Doc McGee's got a great story too because he's a very like you know, kind of a seedy businessman, but very like by the numbers when it comes to doing business and. He was just—he's gone on record several times, just not prepared for the shit that Motley Crew put him through. Like you know,
1: and it's and it's it's interesting getting a chance to take a look at uh, the the casting here. Apparently, there's an Ozzy Osbourne character that's going to be in this. Oh god, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Oh,
0: they're they're def, they're they are 100 going to give us that scene um, from again from the Dirt where they famously were trying to like they were on tour together early in the '80s. Yeah, and they were more. This was back when like Ozzy Osbourne was full on drug. Ozzy oh yeah. Osbourne. Yeah. And they were trying to like outdo each other, oh, yeah, that's um, right. like outgross one another, and, right. uh, and apparently the the legend goes that um, to to win the competition more or less, Ozzy Osbourne got down on his hands and knees at a pool somewhere like Miami and snorted a line of live ants.
1: Is that true? <laughs> it's in the book. Yeah, it's in the book. Yeah, uh, bites the head off bats, snorts yeah. live ants, snorts ants, yeah. <laughs> just doing fucking just fire ant snooters, Yeah dude. Just <laughs> rails of ants, man. Like, <laughs> oh. that's you know, and that's like the level that you get at, right? You try and one up each other right? during yeah. the '80s, like, and it's like, bro, bro, and you're like, you're in your, they're in their 20s, they're feeling dude, immortal because yeah. they're just like one of the most popular bands in the entire world, right? Going up against one of the most popular bands from like the previous like, decade. How do you beat that, right? Like Black Sabbath was was. Super big in the early '80s and in the late '70s, yeah. right? And then it was all of a sudden the you know that that arena rock started coming in. That's when Ozzy Osbourne hit big on his solo career. Blizzard, right. Blizzard of Oz had just came out. He was one of the biggest right. stars in the world. Yeah, yeah. And Motley Crue was and trying with to, them. yeah and trying to one up each other. Right? Oh, God, I can't right. even imagine. Like, man, that's so how cool. do you survive that?
0: Man, I can't <laughs> even, they, they literally like, if you read the book. They literally they, they they never talk about like eating like they don't eat they live off yeah. of cocaine and Jack Daniels. That's how like, they stay so skinny? Fucking no, great right, a great diet. <laughs> the eighties diet man. It's just a
1: fucking cocaine and and whiskey God, diet. God, it's a great diet, man. <laughs> so the other oh.
0: trailer that came out this week yes. that um
1: yes I
0: I was surprised at how good this trailer was because yeah. I wasn't expecting much. Yeah. Um Rocket Man. Rocket the trailer man. for the Elton John uh biopic. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so you're learning it's great Yeah. Um, so this one this one stars uh, Taron Egerton uh, who you might know from the Kingsman movies right um, he's he's really good in the trailer yeah, like it looks, I,
1: it looks really good yeah and um, it, you've got Richard Madden who's in this as well yeah um, as John Reed um, you've got Jamie Bell as uh, uh, Bernie Taupin yeah it's definitely a good cast and I yeah. and, and, and I'm not gonna
0: lie I'm gonna, I'm gonna just nitpick one thing and it's not even a nitpick because I really don't care but Taron Egerton's like a pretty in shape dude. Yeah. Elton John was kind of pudgy yeah you know, so again again it's not gonna take anything away from the movie no for me. i don't think so. I, i'm just gonna say what people <laughs> this is what people are going to say they're gonna say why did you get such an in-shape guy like why do you, you know you know not everybody can be christian bale and put on 50 <laughs> pounds for a, a fucking movie roller okay? yeah or like, or or,
1: uh, or just the opposite when he took off all of the weight for the machinist right and oh. he got down to he was like 75 pounds or whatever is it like, machinist or machinist I don't know, machinist? 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 And I'm, just, I, I'm just fucking with working you. Working on machines? <laughs> I'm just fucking know.
0: with you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so so the other cool thing about Rocketman is that apparently um, he does all the singing. Like, it's actually, like, if you listen to the... the it's him singing the Elton John parts, which that's pretty cool for yeah. me. That reminds me, that takes me back to like that thing you do yeah. when they all learn how to play the instruments and yep. play
1: the actual songs and the movie.
0: like, that's, that, that's how you make a good movie. That, yeah. That's what got me excited about this. Right, and now
1: we've had two trailers in a row for movies that are going to be coming out right on the back of um, you know, two other big movies that were biopics. And it seems like this is something that is starting to catch on and is really starting to be a transition in the 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 film and cinema universe where they're starting to transition into these really cool, you know, biopics about people that, you know, are sort of legendary celebrities, yeah. right? You know, and getting a chance to really get a look behind the curtain and who they were and who their life was, right? And it, I think it's really cool, you know? It's it just that, like... You have to do it in different ways. Um, You know, I I don't want to... Especially, like, when it comes to music, because now we've seen Bohemian Rhapsody, we're seeing Elton John, we're seeing um, uh, The Dirt with Motley Crue, right? So you kind of... It, it, it's kind of focusing on music biopics, right? Like, Vice was really good and getting a chance to see that, but you really, you need to kind of diversify a little bit, which I think is... You know what we need, brother? <laughs> we need a
0: movie that focuses on
1: the greatest
0: American
1: of all time. The saying your prayers, the eating your vitamins, the training every day and believing in yourself, the demandments, you follow the demandments, and you can live the Hulkamania way, brother. Oh, brother, <laughs> time for our next Segment called Will, Will it, suck? it Suck? Okay, so on the, the Will It Suck segment this week, uh, it was announced that Chris Hemsworth is going to be playing Hulk Hogan in a Hulk Hogan biopic made for Netflix. Okay. Oh, yeah. A- one of the smartest things that they've ever done, okay? This this is, is it really could be something that's awesome. What I think they will do wrong is if they try and make this a serious movie, right? Bohemian Rhapsody, Vice, um, Dirt, and Rocketman, they all look like very, they're fun movies, but they all look like very serious movies. They have very serious topics. If this movie is not a comedy, right? And just absolutely tongue in cheek, It's gonna be bad. Agreed. It's gonna be really, really bad. But if they make this a joke, almost kind of like, um, like Thor Ragnarok, but even more comedy, I think it'll be amazing. No, totally. I I think it could be absolutely hysterical. I I think it could be, you know, really, really like. But what, what, what are they gonna talk about? Like, what parts of Hulk Hogan's life? Because essentially, you're talking about a career that has been influential since 1983. Yeah, decades. Going all the way through today, right? Like, I mean, Hulk Hogan comes out. Like, you know, I always hear about different events that go on and, and where Hulk Hogan shows up. Um, and it's going to be, you know, it's in, it, and, and when Hulk Hogan is there, people are like, he's like one of the most sought after celebrities that are there. They're like, oh my God, you know, there's Howard Stern is here and all these people are here. But did you see that Hulk Hogan is here? Like, you know, he's the one that everyone is like always surprised about and always like really looking forward to. Well, our, our social media intern has done good work here. She's
0: pulled up for us um, some interesting information. They sure. say that the, the movie is going to mainly focus on his rise and described as an origin story of the Hulkster and Hulkamania so that brings up an interesting point because if we are if it is going to be focused on that right. who plays the Iron Sheik
1: right who plays the Iron Sheik right I, I, that, that is definitely very very interesting and, and, and Macho Man right and Macho Man right you know who could play Macho Man uh, are they going to have an Ultimate Warrior Right, well, who's going to play Andre the Giant? Right? Are they going to talk yeah. about? Are they going to just focus on the wrestling? Are they going to focus on him in Rocky Three? Will we get to see Chris oh, Thunderlips Hems- as Thunderlips? God, I hope so. To all my love slaves out oh, God, there, God, I hope so. Thunderlips is here, well, I, I in heard the flesh, baby. I heard that Rusev is already campaigning oh, for the man. role of the Iron Sheep. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to get a paycheck, dude. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm ready to go right now. Just book me and pay me. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It's Rusev Day! Yeah. No, it's the Iron Sheik.
0: Yeah. Try again. Yeah, Iron no.
1: Sheik. Uh, for those of you who are not wrestling fans, um, the Iron Sheik is, um, he was an Iraqi um, from Tehran, Iran, um, and he was one of the, the biggest bad guys in WWE in the late 70s and early 80s, and there was a wrestler by the name of Bob Backlund who was sort of like um, in the transition between what was the WWWF, Uh, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, which was owned by Vince McMahon Sr. In the transition to then Vince McMahon Sr. selling the organization to Vince McMahon Jr., Vince McMahon Jr. taking it, calling it just the World Wrestling Federation, um, uh, and, and really taking it, making it, mainstream making it uh, you know um, instead of being a syndicated show now it's all available on cable doing the rock and wrestling connection bringing in celebrities and endorsing everything and yeah. really focusing on more of the entertainment the Iron Sheik uh, well excuse me Bob Backlund was the heavyweight champion in more of, of when it was considered more of sport than entertainment right and he was a, a very you know kind of straight laced all all around you know good old boy American right like you know very good what they called a shoot wrestler, right? Which he looked very, very real, right? And so Iron Sheik defeated Bob Backlund and took the title away from him after a six-year run as champion, right? And it was this incredible moment with Iron Sheik and Arnold Skoland, who was Iron Sheik's manager, and he throws in the towel, right? Because uh, because Bob Backlund didn't want to quit when he's in the camel clutch. He's in the camel clutch and he doesn't want to quit. So Iron Sheik beats Bob Backlund and then a month later, Hulk Hogan comes into WWF, beats the Iron Sheik on January 23rd, 1983. That's and f- that day is Hulkamania is born, right? And uh, in Madison Square Garden, and, and he beats him with an incredible, uh, and it's a short match, but it's an incredible match. And yeah. Hulk Hogan. Uh, was on the rise. He had just quit the AWA um, because of problems that he had with Vern Gagne. He was in the Rocky Three movie, right, which had just come out in 1982. Um, and then he, and then it was just like this huge rise to to just fame and stardom. And it was that was you know sort of the you know he becomes the the champion in 1983. And then by 1985 was when uh, the first WrestleMania happened right? And that's when they were riding with Mr. T and Hulk Hogan and everything else. Uh, but Iron Sheik... That big bad guy. Who are they gonna? Who are they gonna have playing? Well, and you got that, and you got Macho Man. And you got you gotta yeah. have somebody play Andre the Giant. You Gotta have Andre the Giant because yeah. Hulk Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant, the body slam heard around the world. I mean, that was like one of the biggest things that happened in all of professional wrestling um, in the '80s because Andre the Giant was like a legitimately big star at that point. He was he was arguably the biggest star in the 1970s, right? Oh and, yeah, you know, and and went everywhere. He was just the biggest attraction oh. that would get booked everywhere. And I see what you did there the. Yeah. Big the biggest, yeah, that's I right. You. That's right. You see what I did? That's right. Bigly, both bigly, both monetarily as well as uh, in
0: real life. Um, so yeah, so I I think they could do a lot with this movie. I think that Chris Hemsworth has more than enough acting chops to pull this yeah. off, especially if they go the comedic route, which I agree with you. I think they one hundred percent should. Um, yeah. And uh, I love the fact that we were talking about this before. He's getting muscle shamed on the internet.
1: He's getting muscle shamed on the internet because he's not... Big enough. Well, because he's not <laughs> taking steroids. And that's like, so. <laughs> well, and that's such a weird thing to say because Chris Hemsworth is jacked. He's jacked beyond belief. Yeah. But there's. But Hulk Hogan was just. I mean, he was just massive. Yeah. Exactly. You know? I mean, the guy was like 360 pounds yeah. in the 80s. Because Chris you know? Hemsworth is really lean. Yeah. And you know, and Hulk, he's cut. Yeah. He's exactly. Cut, he's he's cut. Hulk Hogan never was. No. He's like a refrigerator. No. Yeah. 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 yeah that's. Box. But that's why it was believable that he could go toe to toe with a seven foot four, 500 pound Andre the Giant.
0: Yeah. You know. I I just,
1: uh, I just can't
0: wait to see him drop the big leg on screen. It's going to be great.
1: Oh, man. Watching Chris Helmsworth drop the big leg is going to be one of the, like the best moments of my entire <laughs> life. i going to be like... Just, man, just so good. But, um, yeah, I think this could be a really funny biopic. I think that, if, especially if they bring in, they talk about some of the movies that he did in the 80s, right, or the early 90s. Oh, my like, God. I hope like we see Mr. Chris Nanny Hemsworth, or, or Suburban Commando. Suburban Commando yes. as well. Please give know? me
0: Chris Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan playing Suburban Commando. Yeah. Please give me that movie. But
1: I think if they only focus on Hulk Hogan in the 80s, they are really leaving out a big part because when Hulk Hogan in 1996 became a bad guy, I mean, it was absolutely revolutionary and he really became a cultural icon again, right? Where all of a sudden he was on David Letterman or on Jay Leno. um, He was hanging out with Dennis Rodman. He became that edgy, cool, like like bad guy that everyone liked and I think that if they leave that part out that it's missing a huge part of the whole you know, it's, Hogan it's story gonna,
0: it's gonna be a three it's gonna be a trilogy of movies so the it NWO be. era will be the second uh, the second movie and then the, the, the final movie of the trilogy will be the Hogan Knows Best era right, we'll and just Jennifer talk. Lawrence will play yeah. like his smoke show daughter like, yeah. you know and, and it'll
1: just be just racism and, <laughs> and, and banging Bubba the, Bubba the Love Sponge's wife and you know and just just, just all <laughs> It'll be like the downward spiral that happened. The greatest trilogy the world has ever seen. <laughs> brother. The brother. Largest arms in the world. The 24 inch pythons.
0: Which, uh, do you know why
1: he said that? Is because Arnold Schwarzenegger's arms were 23 inches. I did not know that actually that's great so Arnold Schwarzenegger during his Mr. Universe days always talked about how his arms were 23 inches wide I did not know that so he was a 24 inch python (laughs) that's (laughs) amazing (laughs) because he's so much bigger that's amazing (laughs) the largest arms in the world (laughs) man and like it's man it would be really cool like I just I think If they make it, if they make it a comedy, it has to be. It has to, especially if they're only focusing on the '80s. Yeah, it can't be serious. We have too many serious biopics. You gotta, you gotta make them different genres, right? The way that they're doing comic book movies, and if they do it that way, I think it'll be good. If they try and make this a serious movie and try and get you to like have some kind of like I don't know emotional, I don't know feel for Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah, and like. Because, like, you know, that all that stuff didn't really happen until, like, the late 90s. Yeah, you don't and, care about any of no. that. And then when you, you know, the steroid scandal in 1992, yeah. you know, and that whole thing. No, you gotta make it a funny movie. I agree. Yeah, it's it's, gotta, gotta, be it's gotta be just 100% pure enjoyment, pure yeah. comedy. And, and if they do that, then, it'll, then it will not suck. But if they try and make it serious, it 100% <laughs> will suck. So, totally agree. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're gonna get a chance to see, you know, where they're gonna go with that and who are they gonna be the actors. And I'm sure that we'll talk about it as uh, more things are revealed in the next couple of weeks. So as we get to the end of our show
0: as we normally do, we're going to talk yep. to you about the box office and a little segment we like to call win Out
1: of the Week! So this week we were uh, hoping that Alita would win the week. So uh, from our last well, how episode... We were. Yeah, well, well, from our last episode, Alita actually did win that week, but we're uh, quartering a little bit late this week. Um, and this week, the winner of the week was How to Train Your Dragon. So we actually didn't get a chance to predict for this weekend. Um, Although we probably would have predicted that because yeah. that's your... And the I, last
0: two movies were really huge. It a kid's I w- movie. I
1: would have hoped for Alita to take it a second week in a row, but it just...
0: No, did not, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: you know, those those uh, anime movies, right, and you bring them into live action, just don't really seem to do that well in the transition. And it's also really... It's no really, matter how good it is. And
0: it's really hard to compete with, with animated kids' movies, especially the third one in a series where the last two have been
1: good and successful. It's really hard to compete with those movies at the box office. Especially when there are so many other movies that are coming out that have these huge, tied-together worlds and everything like that. Um... You Know and uh, eh, you know, we'll see, but um, yeah, how to train your dragon um has done very, very well. It's made uh, 55 million dollars. Oh, 55 and a half million dollars. Yeah. Now, granted, 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 it was shown on about 500 more screens than um, than uh, than Alita was, so it has a 500 additional screens than Alita, um, but. You know, at the same time, Alita still made $12 million this week, but. Um, and I do think it's record. worth noting
0: that Alita made more money than the Lego movie. Right. Only by a couple million, but right. I think that's worth noting because this Lego movie has not been doing as well as everybody predicted. Right. Um, so I think it's worth noting that the Alita movie out outdid uh, Lego Lego
1: Two this weekend as well. Right. And I think that you know um, something to talk about is you know the international box office, right, and yeah. how well Alita has actually done overseas. Um, and it's 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 really kind of you know faltered here in the United States, but in China um, and in other other markets, it's really really done well. So hope. hopefully Hopefully by the end of its run, um, it's actually going to get a chance to see – it's actually going to get a chance to to make profit and and be a profitable movie. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to
0: make profit. I think they might just break even. It cost $170 million to make. I don't know about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, and that's the shame of it too because there were some definite scenes that they could have cut out and probably saved, you know – $20 $20 million here yeah. and there, you know. The, I, I I, really liked the rollerball scenes, but the movie could have gone without them. They really didn't need it. Anymore. Yeah, of course. Um,
0: Th- that's the thing we've talked about before. It's like there's, you know, the a lot of movies uh, take these, like Aquaman was an example of this, where they put in these, big action scenes that are visually entertaining and really cool to watch but really do nothing for the story and then end up sort of taking away from the story at the end of the day. Yeah. Like the scene with Black Manta in yeah. Aquaman. Like yeah. completely unnecessary for the story. Right. Really awesome scene right. but really made Black Manta an unlikable and useless character in the movie yeah. and then and then just completely forgettable.
1: Yeah and it, they wanted to be able to have it in for the idiosyncratic moments right yeah. where you, you, you tie it into the comic books and you just got all this and you want to have fans kind of, you know, have that character that they love so much in the movie, right. but at Except the same was time. it terrible in the movie. Yeah, it was just, it was really terrible. But yeah, um, yeah hopefully, you know, getting a chance to see this and, and seeing the way that a lot of other movies have done well. I mean, even Aquaman, you know, they released it in China first. You know, we, we talked about that it was Smart. one of the smartest things that they did was releasing it in China first. They made a huge boatload of money out in China first. And then they came here into the United States and made a huge boatload of yeah. money as well. So this so, week,
0: um, so it doesn't look like anything new is coming out yeah. this week, so we're going to predict for the next weekend when Captain Marvel comes out, and if anybody has any doubt in their mind that no. Captain Marvel is going to take the weekend that it opens, you're not
1: paying close enough attention. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Marvel is definitely going to take the weekend. It's going to be a great movie, and especially because it's going to have an after credit scene that's going to lead into uh, the endgame. Yeah. Right? And uh, it's going to lead into the close of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we have seen so far. And I think that there's going to be a lot of things that are going to get pulled together and, and, and really kind of buttoned up. Um, yeah, and, and we'll get a chance to see a character that is unlike a lot of the other heroes that we have seen before, right? Where you're really getting that super duper, overly powered hero that has never been put to screen
0: before. 100%. We can't wait. We will be seeing it and we will be giving you our full in-depth review the moment that it comes out because we're definitely going to see it mm-hmm. uh, opening weekend. So, um, so yeah, with that, Thanks for listening, as always, True yeah, viewers. Let Yeah,
1: let us know what you think. You know, if you think Captain Marvel is a good movie, if you think it's going to be bad, let us know what you think. Um... Especially um, with anything else that we talked about, you know, the dirt, Rocket Man, you know, the way that biopics are going to be taking over. As are they going to be the next big genre? You know, one of the things that we left out was fighting with my family. Fighting oh, with yeah. my family is the biopic about Paige, um, the WWE wrestler, and about her family and and her rise into the WWE. And it's done fairly well. Um, it's but it got, also has like a like a ninety one on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and People it's also it's movie. only been released on twenty seven hundred screens, yeah. right? So it's been significantly less screens than a lot of the other bigger movies Um, but it's got great reviews so I think that that's going to be one of those movies that when it comes out on Netflix when it comes out on the WWE Network, uh, if it does come out on WWE Network. Oh it will. Um, that it's going to be it, it's going to be awesome and I, I think a lot of people are going to end up loving it and yeah. once they get a chance to see it you yeah. know, kind of for free definitely yeah. so
0: remember True Reviewers we're up on SoundCloud we're up on Spotify go like our stuff go subscribe go listen go follow our Instagram and we will yeah. see you next week True Reviewers stay tuned True Reviewers